0: It's Molly and Damien on the breakfast show. Good morning, to you, Damien Brown. Good
1: morning, Molly. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Not on a boat. I'm great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I just got to. So we're on Instagram as well. So I'm always amazed at people like yourself. So it is October. Uh, You jumped out of your car and you were wearing what is it? Flip flops, pair of shorts, and (laughs) t-shirt. Is it just... Is that the way you would normally dress?
1: Yeah, I don't even look out the window. It doesn't matter me. (laughs) Shorts and t-shirts, basically. And I go from there. Because
0: I suppose you don't really feel the cold because of everything you've been through. Uh, Myself and Ollie were just saying... We were kind of half-messing when it came to the homecoming, uh, coming in. And we said... Ollie said to me, God, it's it's a bit cold. It's a bit wet. (laughs) So hang on a second. You can't possibly make that an excuse not to go and see this man uh, before we get any further by the way uh, what we're going to do this morning Damien is I'm going to let the uh, listeners ask the questions they've been texting again already well, we were kind of wondering what kind of introduction we would give you so we kind of had a few little songs that we would kind of go with and these again were suggested by our listeners so that's the first one what do you think of that one? I don't know what to think to be honest uh, that's Sounds not good yeah here comes uh, the second one that we were going to go with go on so I think this was sent in by a lady listener this of course is taken from the Diet Coke ad oh yes right <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be hinting at a suggestion that Damien might take his top off and head round to um, where is it something out there in Terryland to cut this lady's lawn
1: well uh, if there's a, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to a Diet Coke ad body <laughs> so <laughs> if it's ever going to happen it should happen around now and here's the other one and this is sent in by Sheila, who obviously likes you as <laughs> well.
0: I think that just pretty much says it all. And yeah, does. Actually, I don't know where that came from. <laughs>
1: Yes, will that get
0: in there that just kind of snuck in there uh, Damien it's lovely to have you in the studio so we're going to dive straight in and start chatting with you and um, we're going to take the first question which comes in from Pat Cannon and Pat wants to know hi lads can you ask Damien how much water he brought with him on the boat and how he knew he would have enough or did he ration it each day thanks
1: lads love the show um, the water situation was, so I had a um, a little bit of emergency um, slash ballast water, but I had a desalinating unit on board that um, in an hour we turn it on for an hour when the sun is at the highest in the sky because that takes the pressure off the, the system um, because it's all done through solar power. And the desalinating unit gives me about six litres of water, um, four and a half to six litres of water in an hour. So... Just put that on every day and that that was how I got my drinking water. Wow. Mm. Okay.
0: Uh, Good answer. So there you go. I hope uh, that that answered the question for you. Uh, Anne-Marie wants to know, Hi Damien, it's Kayla from Nakara. Is it true you can't swim?
1: And then goes, Well done, we're all super proud of you. First of all, thanks Kayla. Uh, Yeah, no, that's true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, um, this comes up a lot with people and... uh, the, the simplest thing I can say is it really, um, it doesn't really matter if you're even Michael Phelps out there. If you get separated from that boat, it's, it's really like, uh, it's kind of game over, you know. Just because of currents and winds and the wind, the boat's constantly moving and the currents are taking you one way. And uh, the separation happens very, very, very quickly. Like, and it, even... For example, when I lost things overboard, they just zoom away from the boat. Like, there's no, like, oh, I'll just turn around and grab that. Or um, there's no, um, it just floats beside the boat and you're able to kind of get it some way. It's gone. Like, so it's the same thing if you fell in, you're gone. And even, like I said, if you're the greatest swimmer in the world, you're not catching that boat. So,
0: have you any intention of uh, learning how to swim?
1: Do you know, I I wouldn't mind at some point. Um, It's just a. When you take on something like this, um, you have a list of priorities, right, and uh, something like that is uh, very, very far down the, the list, you know, so you don't get around to it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in learning um, uh, anything, learning new things, and uh, um, in terms of challenges, uh, swimming ones um, are starting to become a little bit more appealing because they don't take 112 days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I
0: want to ask you a question, and this is from me. At what stage did you know was it when you were like were you different as a child? because most of us, you know we go out, we play a little bit of sport, um if you reach the county final, that was a great achievement. But did you know from a younger age that when you did regular stuff that other kids did, did you feel a need to go, I think I'd like to kind of push my limits, or at what stage of your life did you realize that you were going to do? What some people
1: would describe as some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I think around fifteen, sixteen, like uh, around the ninety-five Rugby World Cup, just became thing called they call it ignited in uh, uh, high performance. You know, where a kid becomes just obsessed with a sport because they see the actions of somebody or a team. And I just remember the the ninety-five World Cup, the All Blacks, Jonah Lomu, Josh Cronfield, uh watching them play and just becoming an absolutely like absorbed by the sport and and from then then I kind of you know, um Goegins was my sanctuary, like and I was up there all the time on my own training or obviously with teams and I couldn't just couldn't get enough of it. And I think it just stemmed from there. And a couple of years later I was um the game went professional then as well. So now there was also like when I was kind of in Leaving Cert, there was also um <clears throat> opportunities there. And I was pretty um Uh, driven to kind of use that um, game as as something I could make a career out of and that's how it turned out and then that career just gave me this insight into pushing myself even further and further and when I was retiring uh, sorry a number of years before I was retiring I was pretty clear in what direction I was going to go to continue that um, evolution of self if you want by you know pushing my limits all the time and that was extreme adventure obviously.
0: How do you motivate yourself to be motivated?
1: I, I'm not motivated at all, I'm driven. Uh, motivation is fleeting. It comes and goes, whereas drive is always there. And that's the thing that pops you out of bed at five in the morning to go train and, um, you know, has you up and makes you, you know, work. And, and that's that comes from a vision, you know, a vision to get somewhere. What do you want to achieve um, uh, with your life? And uh, And that vision creates the drive, and the drive is the thing that, creates your energy levels every day to go do things and, and, and focus on what you need to do to get to where you want to get to.
0: Watching your Instagram, um, music is very special to you and certain songs got you through. So the first we've picked out is from Jay and the Americans.
1: Tell us about this song. Yeah, this is a song that my partner and I um, kind of, uh, well, we firstly, we really like and during lockdown... Um, we were living out in Ballinderry, uh, down Tara near Tara Pier there, and um, the odd night, you know, a wild night, wind hitting the windows of the house, and nice and cosy inside. Um, we'd put it on and just have a little dance, and um, um, obviously she was somebody. <laughs> her and my daughter Elodie were the ones I thought about the most and missed the most. So put this on and it will bring me back to those moments and. And that energy was uh, very positive and it changed my state. Okay, uh, you're co-presenting the show, so I'll let you introduce the song and who it's from. So the coming, upcoming song is called uh, Come a Little Bit Closer from Jay and the Americans.
0: That, of course, was chosen by Damien, Jay and the Americans. Uh, that's called Come a Little Bit Closer. Keep those answers. Our questions coming in to us, we've got Damien Brown, who's co-presenting the last hour of the show with us. So uh, Nikita's been on. She goes, great achievement, Damien. What did you do for food requirement? So what, you, what was your basic staple diet when you were out there?
1: We, I say we, because um, i talk in terms of Gussie and I preparing the um, expedition so we actually prepared to have 10,000 calories a day but it was a total over spec we didn't need that in the end but those 10,000 calories were made up of about four dehydrated meals that we would just add water to um, during the day that kind of had about four um, 800 calories each um, and those calories were really high quality nutrients um, are nutrient dense. Uh, High calorie meals and then outside of that then we had just loads of different kind of what you might deem snacks that we brought. Things like protein flapjacks, protein bars, chocolate bars, um, nuts, seeds. Uh, certain types of uh things called mct oils that we would add to it which is a it's like an um it's it's equivalent of like an olive oil but it's tasteless and odorless so you can add a tenton and a teaspoon of it um or sorry a tablespoon of it is about 130 calories so it's really um calorie dense and it's a great fuel And, and that's what the whole nutrition plan was it was just um it was all based on it being a fuel for your body to perform every day. So we needed huge amounts of calories, and those calories had to be really quality calories and nutrient dense. And, um, and then it was just a case of seeing how we were. Like I, me and Gussie really struggled at first. <clears throat> well, Gussie, the first two weeks he was on board, and me for the first five weeks, I hardly ate a meal, about one meal a day. And then I slowly kind of came around and had a bigger appetite as, as it went on.
0: And we talk about Gussie. Of course, this journey was for two people. Fergus, great guy. I met him out with Nathan Roy. um, And he was just devastated.
1: Yeah. He really wanted to do this. Yeah. um, I I mean, he wasn't... Yeah. It was a devastating moment, you know, but it had been coming for a couple of days. Well, I don't know if that had been coming, but he was really struggling, like, you know, with the whole thing physically. Um, the demands of it are extraordinary. Like it's it's rowing twenty four hours a day. We never like as a as a pair we never stop as such, you know. And and we we were rowing an hour on or an hour and a half on, an hour and a half off. So depending on on the conditions and how we felt, we'd we'd kind of play around with that. But um, it means that you kind of get these little kind of windows of sleep, but the body's not really used to that right so that can take its toll and you can't recover quickly and then the demands of the rowing was very hard as well so yeah he, he just got kind of ground down by that and, and mentally then I think he was just a little bit shook by the relentlessness of the nature because of the, um, the, 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 the um, expedition uh, and the nature of the Atlantic like because you know it's not as if you crawl into a really comfortable space and have a nice sleep like there was a couple of days where I remember it was like 40 degrees and the cabin then is about 45 or 50, you know, it's like absolute, and there's no air in the cabin and it gets real claustrophobic. So, you know, you can't even sleep. Like, there's no place to go on the boat. You just cannot get comfortable in any way. And uh, yeah, I like talking about just grinding and grinding and grinding them down. And then it got to a stage where like it was, it was dangerous, you know, and he was showing signs of possible blood clotting. So, it was not even a question. We needed to get him off the boat and, Unfortunately, that's the way it went.
0: Okay, uh, stay with us. We have to take an hour break and then we're coming back with the headlines with Ashling. We're going to check out the sport with John and of course we'll have an update on the traffic news as well. Damien um, is going to stay with us until nine o'clock. Damien Brown in the studio with us. That's a night. Molly in the morning with Arabon Milk. Times have changed, but not the freshness and goodness of Arabon Milk. Damien Brown joins me in the studio. Damien, there's a couple of rumours going around that we need to just sort out now straight away, if that's okay. Right. First one up, uh, this is doing the rounds at the moment. Is it true that Drew Harris is in talks with you to create the ultimate robot Garda, and they want to call it Robogarda Dahi?
1: That is it true the answer to that is um, it's news to me right now I'm, there's some parts of that sentence I don't even understand so.
0: well I, 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 look, this is what's floating around at the moment question 2 is it true that tractor makers David Brown want to change the name now to Damien Brown and you're going to make bags of money out of it thanks to the tractor manufacturers
1: hopefully hopefully <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't heard
0: Bridie final question for now Bridie's been on she wants to know are you bringing out a calendar and if so when and where and Bridie goes on to say she'll take a pallet she's also <laughs> 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 she's also given us her bank details 456 no Bridie I can't read out those bank
1: <laughs> distribution rights to Bridie <laughs> and the calendar
0: Uh, Right, uh, let's take another piece of music. Uh, Slow Burn next. Talk to us about this one.
1: Um, My partner is Australian and um, we met a few years ago. Um, She was traveling here in Europe and uh, obviously she... um, went home and we kept in contact and we have been trying to meet for um, quite a while and eventually she came to Ireland to visit some friends and myself that's kind of a combination thing I think the f- friends was just an excuse just to come visit me and I was very <laughs> happy for that anyway she stayed for three weeks and then I went back um, that was around November 2019 and I went back for Christmas or just before Christmas uh, that year to Australia with her With her. and and uh, This song was something she had on in her car or on her phone, I suppose, and in her car as we were kind of driving around the streets of she living on the Gold Coast, and I just remember the kind of balmy Gold Coast evenings and windows down and listening to this, and, um, you know, music brings us back to moments, and that was the moment, and while I was on the boat, that was the moment I kind of tried to the link back into, and this was the song that linked me there. Okay, so you're called. You introduced the song. It's called "Slow Burn" by Stacy Musgraves.
0: Damien Brown is in the studio with us. There's tons and tons of questions, Damien. We could we could do a five-hour show, but I say what we're going to do. We're going to take this ad break out of the way. We'll wrap up the traffic with Johnny. Then we come back to you, and we're going to choose another song, uh, and we have a little game that we want to play with you as well. Is that alright? It's cool. Look for it. Molly in the morning with Arab on milk. From the crack of dawn to the setting sun, Arabon milk is part of your day. Jimmy Brown joins us live in the studio. Uh, he just arrived back into going not that long ago. He rode over from New York in case you are wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of questions coming in, Jimmy. Uh, none more important than this well This comes in from Katie who's nine. She wants to know, did you see any sharks? Thanks, St. Coleman's.
1: Hi Katie, I, I, I did. I saw, I what I reckon, three sharks. Now they never came as close to the boat um, as the dolphins or the whales, but um, there was one day when Gussie was on the boat and I said, Gussie, come out here. And I said, just look back there about 25 metres behind the boat. I think we are getting stalked and all you could see was this fin wherever the boat went, the fin would just stay behind. And we're obviously pretty sure that that was a shark. And uh, another day, I just saw one a bit further away from the boat. And then a small little one, probably about a metre, metre and a half, was right beside the boat one day. A big, big thick shark kind of head on it, you know. So those were my three shark sightings as I went across. Wow. Um, somebody wants
0: to know, what was the first meal you had? Um, of course, if you're down at the docks, you are a big fan No more than every Go person No more than every Irish person Supermax
1: Yeah, well, so yeah What, what
0: I, Do you have a usual If you're in If you're allowed Because I know you're an athlete And you've got to watch What you eat But if all bets are off What is your And I I mean this If you listen to Ollie and I We have shared Okay So don't be afraid you sure I want yes. to hear it <laughs> What is your All bets off What's your order
1: Um So, yeah, a big fan. Like, I can remember having birthday parties as a nine or ten-year-old on the old third floor of the um, Air Square Supermax. Um, So, it is uh, lunchbox, no leg, extra thigh, chicken breast sandwich, five-ounce burger, chocolate milkshake, (laughs) Find a portion of curry. (laughs) I know, it's gluttonous, but, uh, you know, I'm an extremist, so when I let myself go, I let myself go. (laughs) Ah, that's incredible <laughs> That's about
0: 30, 40 quid's worth of food there is,
1: yeah.
0: um, And of course the Supermax was, was there when you arrived as well which yeah. was, Did you actually get a chance to tuck into any of it? I didn't,
1: well? I had like one or two chips I left it down to the side Because obviously I was uh, getting uh, interviewed when it was given to me But uh, yeah. um, I will, I haven't, and I, do you know what um, I haven't, for all the thinking about Supermax that I did for 112 days I haven't been in yet either so it's it's coming fast. Uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend I can redeem um, that.
0: Well, you're passing two plazas because I know that you're. Are we allowed to say what you're doing later on tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, tonight I'm up to Dublin to sit down with Ryan on the late late show couch. So I'm excited about that.
0: Okay, so that's going to be great
1: fun and uh, I'm sure
0: everybody from Galway is going to be tuned in no more than everybody across the country and the world as well. So you've got the Kiltola Plaza and you've got the Kinegad Plaza. There's two stops so you can kind of break it up if you want. (laughs) Uh, There's tons and tons. Damien, I mean, there are so many people wishing well and I did say this to you as well. When you arrived at the docks, um, when we were down there, there was this sense of this is one of our own local lads. You know, we've had celebrities come and go out of Galway all the time and people flock to see them but this was different. You could sense it. You could feel it. You could almost smell the proudness of everybody. Did you? Did you? Did you know that?
1: I didn't know it until it kind of came at me in a flood. And uh, as you can imagine, my head was spinning from Everton, like just, you know, 98 days without seeing a person. Then what happened on uh, Monday night slash Tuesday morning and then that whole morning. And, you know, so it's very hard for me to absorb anything and then just, you know, uh, hit the docks and I I didn't know what to expect Tuesday like I thought there might be a few hundred people there I uh, heard things were like getting really kind of people were interested and in all that but um, you know <laughs> I didn't expect to be like everybody um, kind of coming at me and in this flood of like um, well wishes you know and people just wanting to shake your hand that's all people like some people want I just want to shake your hand yeah. this is incredible it was absolutely unbelievable what a moment for me and my family you know How's Baba? How old is Baba? She's 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 she was eighteen months the day I came in. Um, Yeah, she's great. Yeah, so I missed her so much, and it was tough, you know, four months away from them and her. uh, um, It's not not easy on anyone. It's a massive sacrifice for um, my partner is and Elodie. Obviously, is is uh, our daughter. Um, But uh, it's great to be reunited. We talked about it basically every day, and. yeah, it's 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 been there's been so many moments that have um, craved that have been kind of fulfilled since I've been home.
0: Just to pick up that little bundle because
1: she's still a little bundle at that age, yeah, she, and to embrace her, Damien. I mean, that must have been just something very very special. Yeah, and she changed, you know, like uh, she changed so much. Like she gone from New York, you know, because they came to New York with me, and they were there for like two weeks that we were preparing there which was beautiful moment every loads of people like mom and dad were there and it was a it was beautiful that new york was really nice as well but she had kind of she developed so much over that time now i wasn't as if i was unaware of that you know because i was rizelle was sending me these little like four five six second videos or photos but still like you know just to see it and um get her back in my arms and uh yeah be reunited was very special that's what it's all about yeah that is what it's all about my friend
0: we're running out of time so we're going to play a little game Uh, there's just quick questions quick there's no right or wrong answers we just want to get to know Damien Brown a little bit better okay Okay. you ready to go go for it Uh, curry chips or garlic cheese chip curry Uh, night out or night in night in football or hurling hurling family guy or the simpsons simpsons tea or coffee coffee tato or king crisps tato trainers or shoes Trainers. Early birds or night owl? Oh, night owl. Molly or Ollie? Molly. <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> Netflix or the movies? Oh, Netflix. Sun holidays or a staycation? <laughs> staycation. I have to ask you this one because you grew up in the nineties as well. Blur or Oasis? Ah, uh, Oasis. Britney or Beyonce? Beyonce. Beers or no, beards? no beers? No beers. No beers. Hang on a second, there's tons of people saying, leave, well, you're going to leave it on for another while anyway, aren't you?
1: Yeah, we're doing a documentary on the, um, the whole uh, project and expedition, so they want it on for another little bit. So I'm, I'm reluctantly uh, relenting to their demands for a while.
0: Uh, dogs or cats?
1: Dogs. Galwegians <laughs> or crazy. <Carincians? laughs> Galwegians. And the Uh Come on, introduce the last song because we're running out of time. Who have we got? Last song is Elbow. Um, sorry, last uh, song is One Day Like This by Elbow. Why, why this one? I just love this song. I can't even remember where I came across it, but it's just. I, I just love the. And I anytime anyone asks me to kind of play a song, this is always the one that comes to the top of my lips. So here we go.
0: Um, that's all we got time for.
1: Oh. So, so it goes quick, huh?
0: Say goodbye to our Instagram friends.
1: By Instagram. <laughs> Do you
0: mean Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Molly. Oh, we could have done this know, for right. hours and hours and hours. Great yeah. selection of the music. Can we wish you all the best? Keep us updated on everything that you're doing. Every time you see your daughter and your partner, give them extra hugs. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your Max, and enjoy your wine, <laughs> tonight. Thanks
1: very much. Thanks uh, for having me. That oh, was cool.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute gentleman, Jamie Brown. Uh, he's got a busy day ahead of him.